The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. It's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And welcome to City Quick Connect podcast legislative edition on this rainy day. Scott, tell me what we're working with here. It's Thursday. It's raining, knocking a little pollen out. Which is nice. Glad we've, we've all been suffering from that. Very excited to hear about uh, Mr. Producer Russell Cox is attending his first cup on Saturday. That's so going to be exciting to hear about on Monday. I well, think. you know, it's going to be a high UV index. Last time I went, it was high, and you got burnt up. Well, my hands were burnt. Really? Yeah, because you I, take I had such my, care on your well, of be, your hands because I had my you know I had my seersucker on there, right, and so everything was protected. Save for my hands, I didn't put any uh, sunscreen on my hands, so I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that next time I go. Although I'm not going this weekend. Yeah, well, you know the bridge run and the cup are this weekend on Saturday. Okay, how about that? Well, that's so you're exciting. either going to Charleston or Camden. And of course, and we've got a. Uh, you know, this is the the first. This is the weekend before the start of the Masters. I'm going to the practice round on Monday. Yeah, that's Very exactly right. That. That's yes. exactly right. And of course, Jensen Castle, who is a member of our golf club over right. at Columbia Country Club. She was the sole leader after 11 holes yesterday at the Augusta Women's Amateur, and yeah. she had a little trouble in the back nine. But um, Did she make it in the grouping? So, or? yeah. She, yeah uh, she's, I, we, we think she's probably going to make the cut. She's okay. good enough. I mean, she's the reigning U.S. Women's Amateur Champion. That's so pretty impressive. She's good. Especially since she still hangs out with y'all over at well, I don't know. I don't know if she hangs out there. Uh, she, uh, she, would you know, she know you if somebody said, Scott Zlatan? No, she, no, no, no. Oh, no. she would be like, yeah, no, or we're she'd all, say, no, we're no, no, all no. the members. We're all fanboys of uh, Jensen because uh, she's uh. such a good – she's a good kid. She's a good golfer, and she works hard when she's at, at the club working. And, you know, we've also got a lot of basketball this weekend. A lot of basketball yeah. on TV. I guess it's the Final Four on Saturday. Yeah, Gamecock women – Yep. Go Lady Gamecocks, women. go Women Gamecocks, and um, UNC Duke. I mean, there, there's a lot going on, Scott, a lot, a lot to do, not to mention uh, baseball and soccer <laughs> for us yet football, again. Football, yeah, that's right. So The football. The football, the, uh, right. the European football. Exactly. Football. All right, enough of our busy schedules. And everybody well, else's busy schedule. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not do. I'm doing yard work this weekend. I got to catch up. Been Listen, out of feel town. free to come to the baseball um, complex or come to Owens Field for a little soccer. That's the early morning Saturday. That's kind of tough to make. Yeah, I got a lot of. I got a lot of stuff. Yeah, to I do. knew if I invited you, you would start saying, "Well, I, I should of, blow all I the hard surfaces off." <laughs> I've got to take care of the property. I've got to put out my anti geese. Find some beers. Find something to do. It was a long week this week. We deserve a uh, re- listen. It really was. Nice the the days are getting much longer um, in the legislative world. I think next week will probably it'll be much longer. Um, next week, you and know, then just after be- next week, I feel like we'll get a little break. Just maybe. because the time changes doesn't that shouldn't be a cue to the general assembly to stretch <laughs> out their their sessions. But, but they do. It corresponds quite nicely. It's, doesn't it's it? crossover season, right? right. It's pollen crossover season. <laughs> Oof. Um, all right, Scott, let's talk about, let's start in the House. Uh, the House members returned this week after enjoying a furlough week last week. Mm-hmm. They returned um, this week and really just, I mean, they were meeting in subcommittee, in committee. They stayed on the floor for a while. They, they really came back 
just like gangbusters. Clean, cleared out their calendar for the most part. For the most part, what, they what did. Was, We've got a couple of... What they had at of, the beginning of the week, they cleared out. That's right. Then, We've got a of couple of contested bills that are mm-hmm. still on there, but yep. they also added a bunch of very controversial bills yep. um, to that calendar. So let's talk a little bit about what happened in the subcommittee and committees uh, this week. Okay. The A 3M subcommittee yes. passed out the Senate's medical cannabis bill. Yes. Senate Bill 150 um, was passed out of the 3M subcommittee. Right. It's going to go to full committee that is going to meet this coming Monday to for the purpose of, of holding a public hearing, if you will, or hear public comments. Because there were none offered in subcommittee, interestingly enough. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I thought I mean, there was that podiatrist amendment. Well, there was a there was a, a an amendment to in the subcommittee to add back in to allow podiatrists with certain sets of credentials right. to be able to prescribe medical cannabis. As okay. it was explained in subcommittee this morning, that podiatrist uh, provision was taken out on the Senate floor when it was in the Senate, but the 3M subcommittee added it back in. It was a little bit different, a little more restrictive than what was in the original bill in the Senate. And they're planning on hearing that in full 3M. um, On Monday. Medical, municipal, and military affairs. Correct. Or municipal affairs. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Um, the 3M committee, they're planning on hearing that next week, right? 9.30 Monday morning, they're going to hold this public hearing session. And then at 10 o'clock, they are meeting to presumably take up that bill. Um, they're going to do it probably mostly virtually. Okay. They will be. There will be some in uh, the block building in person on Monday, but there will be a I guess a that's how they can option. do it Monday yeah. morning at 9.30. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, another bill. Now, let, let me are, say. Okay, keep going. Nothing was changed with regard to municipal authority to continue okay. to either Zen. exclude mm-hmm. them or if you do allow them in your city, you can continue to zone them in the same manner as other like businesses. Got it. Well, that's yes. that's why we were watching that bill. Closely. Correct. That's why we were tracking that bill Absolutely. because of that zoning issue. And we want right? to make sure that that stays in there throughout the House process. And, of course, we've heard that the Family Caucus in the House is going to have a number of amendments to offer okay. once they get the opportunity to uh, to do so Once on the it floor. goes on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we look forward to that debate just like we look forward to we looked forward to it in the Senate. My guess is the debate in the House will probably be a bit more lively than it was right, in the think? Senate. Yeah. Um, another bill that came out of sub and full subcommittee and full committee this week was an e-waste bill that Joni Nickel on our staff has been working on for the better part over a year, honestly. Probably going on two years, right, as long right. as she's been with us. Not, yeah, to, so. not to mention when she worked on it as a staff person right. of, of the House Agriculture Committee. Yeah. Um, but this bill was passed out of an ag sub and then out of full Agriculture Committee yep. um, just today, actually. Yes. Um, and so that will be on the House calendar next week for debate. And, of course, what the, that bill does, this bill refines and extends the e-waste recycling programs that were established a number of years ago to help take care of the electronic waste that was being generated across the state and continues to be. But uh, when it when the when that law was originally passed, 
we were trying to address the problems with electronic waste like CRTs, not mm-hmm. critical race theory. Right, no. Cathode ray tubes. So are those, that's tele, those are televisions? Televisions, like yeah. Like with the huge backs on them. Correct, right. yes. So uh, obviously there aren't nearly as many of those as there used to be. There right. are still some. But then there are other uh, electronic waste uh, products that are coming through the waste stream that – uh, counties in particular who run solid waste programs aren't able to dispose of those things in the proper way. And then, of course, there are recyclers who want to try and come in and pull the rare earth metals out of those electronics so that they can recycle those. Right. But then you have, but then once you tear apart one of these pieces of equipment, you're left with a bunch of junk. Exactly. You've got to figure out what to do with it. So the industry, the counties, municipalities, we've all worked together to uh, keep that program going and to change uh, the way these things are run across the state as well for the benefit of the consumer, the, the industry, and the cities and, t- and the counties. And so for cities that uh, whose county doesn't run one of these recycling programs, then cities can either do it on their own. It's permissive. They right. can either do it on their own or they can partner with others and and uh, to to pick up these items and then dispose of them properly. So Joni's great, as you said. Joni's been working on this thing for a long, long time, and we hope that it's going to get moving once it gets over the Senate because they'll pass it next week. I'm right. sure the House right. will, uh, because it's been it is such a uh, it is such a non controversial bill in terms of all of the partners coming together and agreeing to it. Um, and let me go back, Scott, really quick. I know that we we mentioned it being crossover season. Let me clarify what that means really quick, yeah. just in case, yeah. you know, anybody listening doesn't know. The the Senate and the, the House imposed on themselves a deadline of about a month before um, adjournment that any bill, bills that have to, bills that were, have to pass out of their originating chamber in order to be considered by the other chamber. So if there's a House bill that the House wants to get passed and get to the Senate for the Senate to take it up, the House must pass that bill before a week from today. Assuming they'll do um, unanimous consent for automatic thirds on Friday, which they can. Now, we are approaching the season, I understand that, but I heard overheard somebody today call it the we're almost on Passover. We're almost to the Passover deadline. So, oh, not, yeah, crossover. not crossover deadline. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty funny. Bless their heart. <laughs> um, all right, let me go back. I just wanted to clarify that because yes. I feel like we're saying crossover, 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 and everybody, not everybody lives in the bubble, works, not lives, works in the bubble that we do and understands that. It is not Passover. It's crossover. It is crossover. The bill must cross from one chamber to the other, out of the originating chamber over to the other chamber. That's right. Um, Ways and Means had a lot of action, full Ways and Means. Some subs and full committee met today and passed out. Um, Erica was in that meeting, and she said that they were not playing games today. I saw that agenda, and there were probably a dozen bills on it, and oh, they yeah. had budgeted an hour before they went into session, Ways and Means They did. got out of that meeting in less than 52 minutes. <laughs> So I got out of the, <laughs> I walked out of the 3M sub down to the uh, Ways and Means Committee and sat down next to Erica and was looking at her list and I couldn't believe it. They, they were powering through them. They, they went through. So a couple of um, bills just of note Yeah. from that one. The, we've talked before about the Senate's version of a low-income 
tax, low-income housing tax credit yep. cap. Yep. The House Ways and Means Committee passed out their version yes. of the cap today onto the floor. And it's largely identical to the Senate version Got it. as the Senate version stands today. Well, let me let me back up. It is identical to the Senate's original language, but the Senate, of course, has amended right. its version of that bill in the last week or two. And I know we're going to talk about that in just a second. And it is on the Senate floor eligible for further amendment uh, next week when they come back. So, But I, I think probably Chairman uh, Merle Smith, the Ways and Means Chairman, it's his bill I think he probably introduced his bill and wants to get it moving as a as a backup or a safety in the event that the Senate's bill right. gets twisted up. Or they, they've got to get something passed next Thursday. So right. They've got to. Right. They've got to so they get it they're gonna, they'll use one or one of the whichever vehicle gets to the closest to the right. finish line first. Right. Yeah. Um, another bill that came out of full Ways and Means is the police officer police officers retirement system. Um, cap extension is that what you or is that what we're calling it or the the cap busting bill on return to work retirees in the state retirement system so yeah 49 house bill 4918 raises the cap that a retire the earnings cap a retiree can uh have the amount of money a retiree can earn and still draw his or her retirement pay and this is for for police officers firefighters only 4918 is um, to from $10,000 a year, their earnings cap to $50,000 a year. So uh, right now a retiree can come back. They can continue to retire, draw their retirement pay. So long as they don't make more than $10,000 a year, that is a deterrent for having younger retirees in particular, come back and fill critical needs positions, uh, particularly in public safety. This bill would raise that cap from ten thousand to fifty thousand, the amount that they could earn and still draw their retirement. And it was amended in subcommittee a while back to require that they have a one-year break in service in order to take advantage of of this of the provisions of this new bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that is obviously quite different from the proviso that was adopted in the House budget, right? Uh, that. There, that didn't that's have a both, cap. I was there about was to say, no cap. That, that's both retirement system and police officer Regular retirement system. Regular employees and right. public safety. So, um, again, maybe getting this bill moving uh, is a safety measure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, mm-hmm. I don't really know. They, it seems that you would want to. Well, I guess the bill would be permanent law. Right. House proviso is already passed over. So yeah. that's yeah. You know, or well, sorry, crossed over. Right. But as a <laughs> now, I'm now now watch. <laughs> Now that's but what I'm going to call it from now I, on. I, the difference, obviously, is the fact that 4918 would make a change to permanent law right, rather correct. than through a proviso, which is only good for the course of the, the annual right, budget. the only year. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and listen, you and I were talking about something earlier, and I didn't think it it really needed to be discussed, but you said that there's a story behind booze pops. The booze pop bill. Yes. Is it 49.98, I believe? I don't remember the number. I think that's the number. It was given third reading today, though. That is a bill that was introduced by Representative Micah Caskey from across the river here in West Columbia that would seek to uh, put alcoholic products, food products. Right, like the popsicles or ice creams or things like that. ice cream, gummies, anything that's not... Alcoholic gummies. That's not liquid. 
Okay. Right? So our alcohol laws only pertain to beverages. They don't pertain to booze pops. Okay. Or at least booze pops that are still frozen. So the people that are, I was about to say, <laughs> wouldn't that be like a cocktail if it melts? Well, that was one of the points. If the that, booze pop melts, and all of a sudden, is it a is it a beverage? That's one of the points that was made during the uh, pretty vigorous debate yesterday. Yeah, it really was. There was a lot of talk about bill. a rum cake too, right. which having sounds your, really good at this point. I haven't eaten lunch, and so a your, big old chunk of rum yeah, cake. Yeah, Representative Todd Rutherford from here in Columbia wanted to have his rum cake and eat it too. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. um, but this issue has been around for a long time. Okay. Um, the Business Licensing Officials Association a number of years ago raised this question about, hey, how do we license or treat these booze pop businesses? So, for instance, in Charleston, a number of years ago, a booze pop truck popped up on King Street. Right. <laughs> so that puns are out of hand. you're walking down the street and you can enjoy on a hot July right. annual meeting day yeah, or you can evening. just roll up and get a pina colada. Get you a pina colada frozen, form. frozen booze pop and have nice. a little cocktail while you're uh, cooling off at the same time. And the business don't. license officials are like, well, what is this? We don't know how to deal with this. We don't know what to treat. Is it alcohol? Is it food? Right. Um, do they have to have uh, you know, particular DHEC license? Right. Or do right. they have to have a DOR D- license? I was going to say DOR, liquor license. So apparently DOR and SLED have finally you know, perked up to these businesses and not just the ones that are on the street, but like the uh, alcoholic ice cream that you can buy in the, in your uh, grocery store or convenience store, freezer case, um, you know, those kinds of things. And so representative Kasky introduced this bill to put those products under the same regulation, regulatory scheme, uh, statutory scheme as alcoholic beverages Really interesting, the divide. This was a bipartisan issue for and against. That's true. Uh, That is very true, which you rarely see that in the House. Normally, issues in the House are very partisan. Yeah. I mean, if there are are controversial issues, they're typically partisan. Right. This one was was contentious, but it was contentious in a bipartisan Bipartisan. way. Right, right. uh, It kind of made for some strange bedfellows. It sure did. It yeah. really did. Uh, people that you would normally see uh, opposing one another on uh, partisan grounds were, were working together, which, as we often say, be careful of the person you criticize today because exactly. they may be your best friend tomorrow. That's exactly you right. I have, a better, be I have a better friend. way of saying it, Please but I'm do. not going to say it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's It'll fine. get edited out. I'm positive of it. Well... Mr. Producer has a beeper button over there. He's got a bleep button, doesn't well, he? Well, I, I would love for him, but it just doesn't work if you bleep me on this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just doesn't, it doesn't flow. <laughs> I'll tell everybody when I see you in person. Yeah, that's I think fine. I've, I think I've told people this in trainings that we've done before. Oh, sure, I'm sure. Um, yeah. but yeah, I won't, I won't give anybody the sweats with me cursing okay, on the that's podcast. Fine. Yes. Um, all right. Let's, so that bill was given third reading today, moving over to the Senate for debate over there. Um, so now let's let's all walk over. Let's all cross over to the Senate. The sound effects are really good. Um, that's not what it sounds like in the lobby walking over. No, when you're walking on the carpet, you can't hear. Right, it. you can't hear on the rug unless somebody pukes on your shoe. <laughs> Which, all right. So we've already talked about the low income housing tax credit cap. So the House version of it. So tell me a little bit about the Senate version. That bill is on. The calendar, and let me tell you, that bill and the road fee bill, 984, 
they they made a procedural move today on the Senate floor on both of those bills. They they got unanimous senators got unanimous consent to give the bill second reading today. Um, they did not take a roll call vote. That is reserved for third reading. <clears throat> Normally, you could not do amendments on third reading, but they are waiving the three fifths rule of the vote to do amendments on third. So normally so really the debate usually takes place on second reading, right. but on these two bills in order to move them along on the calendar and in the, in the order, they're going to go ahead and put them on third reading, but reserving all rights to introduce amendments and have extended debate. So normally on third reading in the Senate, amendments are not allowed That's correct. unless three-fifths of the body agree to allow amendments. That's correct. So that's what the This unanimous consent yeah, waives all that. Waives the three-fifths right. requirement in order to uh, do amendments on third. So they'll do, a, they'll do a roll call vote as if it were second reading, right. but really on third on these two bills, 1120, low-income housing tax credit cap, and 984, that Greenville... Um, the Greenville court case the they're trying bill. to fix, right? Yeah. So talk about 1120 first, Scott, and what and, Senate and, Finance did to that bill. And just real quick, third reading votes in the Senate are usually a voice vote. They're very not much a, so. It's not very a nobody really vote. pays attention. It's perfunctory. Yeah, exactly. So that's why. But that's why third we're reading on these two are going to yeah. right. Yeah. All right. So the, the low income housing tax credit bill. That's uh, Senate Bill 1120. And we talked about this last week, would set a $15 million cap on the amount of tax credits that developers would have available to them from the state in order to develop low-income workforce housing across South Carolina. Correct. And today it was explained in a, a, a more concise and clear way, the way they're going to split the money up. There's a, there's a 4% credit and a 9% credit. Right. The 4% program is usually reserved for rural development of low-income housing tax credit. They're going to uh, dedicate $9 million of the $15 million to that program. Okay. Straight up. The, the other $6 million will be dedicated to the 9% program, which is the, the private activity bonds and the, the more urban developments. But... Half of that six million, so three million of that, they are saying you got to use in rural areas also. So, the, so really, the there, rural program is going to get a get a, a, a boost, Good. and then uh, others, and then you know other other projects will uh, will get the the benefit of the rest of it. Represent, uh, representative Senator Scott Talley he used to be a representative. Senator Scott Talley from Spartanburg, from um, from the Roebuck area, Moore area in Spartanburg County. He got up and asked questions of Senator Setzler, essentially questioning why the $15 million as a cap. And we talked about this last week. Mm, and, of course, right, as I did. expressed, I think we ought to get rid of the cap or, right. you know, we, must, we, we should have a higher cap than $15 million, but we don't. And Senator Setzler said, look, I know this is where you're going. Here are some of the reasons why. But it really boils down to the fact that, Senator Harvey Peeler from Gaffney, right. who's also the chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, has said $15 million is as much as he's comfortable with. Right, not to mention Senator Tommy Alexander, the president of the, the Senate, president who's also a co-sponsor. Who's a, who's a co-sponsor. Right. That's the number that they've set it, and that's, that's what where it's going to be. be. <laughs> so um, I appreciated Senator Talley's 
asking those questions right. because I think, and he's in the development business, not that he real would, estate. Yeah, he yeah. does real estate. I mean, he wasn't. Too. He wasn't. He, I don't think he was being self-serving there. He was as a as a professional in the business. He was wanting to know, and he understands the problem, right? Uh, in terms of the lack of affordable housing. So anyway, that uh, there's going to probably be some more, definitely going to be some more debate and some discussion on that. I don't know that there's going to be any amendments offered to it because. Um, Were there no amendments on the desk? I can't remember. I don't don't remember there being any, but I know that there were three subcommittee hearings on this bill. There was a full finance subcommittee on this bill and, you know. Full finance committee, you mean? What did I say? Subcommittee. Full finance committee Committee. meeting, yes. Yeah. So there, you know, there have been four meetings there's been a fair bit of opportunity to, to right, get your two, cents, uh, your two cents in. Um, and as tightly locked down as this has been, and, and I sh- that's probably not a fair way to say it, you know, Senator Setzler has been open to uh, hearing amendments, particularly in subcommittee, and he's managed it very well. He's been very clear and open to people about getting their wishes in and their thoughts and their questions in about it. So at, at this point, I just don't see that there's probably a whole lot of patience for mm-hmm. any amendments. They're just going to the try floor. to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, just gonna try we'll to get see. Through. Yeah. We'll see. So the same, the same procedural motion was adopted for 984. Yes. And that bill was um, not amended. It has been, it came out clean of from Senate Finance. Yes, and it is on the floor in third reading status, ready to roll. This is the road fee bill. Mm-hmm. This is the the fix to the Burns versus Greenville County mm-hmm. Council, right? Okay, uh, that invalidated Supreme South Carolina Supreme Court case that invalidated uh, certain fees that counties across the state were charging fees for service, mm-hmm. and so this bill would fix that problem. And as Senator Tom Davis from Beaufort explained in full finance, it's important that the Senate and the General Assembly pass this bill, pass this fix to the law to provide counties who are being sued to repay all of the money that they've collected over 30 years back to taxpayers, even though that money is in in the ground in the form of roads. Exactly. Okay. So we can't. I don't know where you you can't you can't sell off the asset and no. refund that money. Mm-mm. And of course, many of the people that have would be due a uh, a refund in the class action are probably dead. Right. <laughs> so there's that problem. Just to put it plainly. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. As Senator Davis characterized, it could be potentially billions of dollars with a B that counties would be on the hook for because of these 10 lawsuits that are pending across the state. This would give them some, those counties, some defense against those lawsuits. And then it was, it would also preserve municipal and county authority going forward from attack on their authority, it would right. preserve their authority and prevent them from being attacked, hopefully on imposing these fees going forward. And because just the a only, reminder, the legislators filed this lawsuit. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yes, three three sitting legislators filed the lawsuit. Representative Mike Burns from Traveler's Rest, yep. Representative Gary Smith from uh, Fountain Inn, and uh, now Senator Dwight Loftus, Loftus, who at the time when he filed was a part of the lawsuit, was a House member. Mm-hmm. He's from Greenville. Uh, he's now in the Senate. But... Um, I, 
in in the full finance committee committee, Chairman Peeler asked point blank if if I don't vote for this bill, am I voting for a tax increase? And mm-hmm. the, the simple answer is yes, because if the if the counties wanted to continue to pay for their road programs, or if they lost the lawsuits and had to make payment to the the uh, the the uh, complainants, they've got to make up the, the money only, somehow. The only place they can get that money would be by way of a property tax increase. Right, and we all know what Act three eighty eight did, right? Act three eighty eight. Well, there's an exception in Act three eighty eight that says. If you lose, if you have to uh, meet a court order, if you mm-hmm. have to comply with a court order, then you can exceed the the, the, cap. uh, the millage caps mm-hmm. in Act 388. So that is what would happen. Now, there was interest on the floor today from uh, uh, Senator Rex Rice from Pickens to say that, okay, well, in Pickens County, for instance, they repealed their road fee, but then they raised their property taxes to make up for that, that lost revenue. Mm-hmm. What he wants to make sure is that a county could not double dip, that they could not leave that that property tax increase on the books and then also put their road fee back on. They'd have to do one or the other. They couldn't have both. And that's entirely reasonable. Um, and, and I know that the Association of Counties agrees with that. Uh, right. Because, you know, we, we've talked to them and we've been working with them on this bill. Uh, they agree. Look, you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to double dip. Mm-hmm. Now, Senator Davis, as Senator Davis, I don't know that he he did not necessarily want to entertain a, a verbal amendment today to that effect. Um, so they are they carried the bill over to next week, uh, and then did the waiver of the three fifths yeah. and, and do the third third reading amendment. So hopefully that will make Senator Rice happy. I'm I'm just glad that he and other and anybody else did not put an objection on the bill. Right. Which would have been just stopped it in would its have tracks. Just stopped it in its tracks yep. and, and we'd have all been in a in a bit of a pickle. So, That's right. Um, they spent a good bit of time this week. I mean Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday, plus some time last week on the education voucher, the education savings account. Scholarship accounts. So that that ate up a good bit of time. Yeah, and they, so they, they didn't finish until last night at what? About 8.30. 8.30. Is when they adjourned and they yeah. gave it second reading and third today. So yeah. um, it, it stayed in interrupted debate status. So if something is an interrupted debate, which means they adjourn while a senator who is discussing the bill at the well is holding the floor... Yeah. They have to go after any local bills. They have to go straight to that bill. They can't run through the calendar and then get to it um, like it would be if it was just in regular special yeah, order status. It just clogs status. up the clogs up the work. So um, that was that took a good bit of time. So next week they've got to. Um, Senator Massey said today while he was adjourning, just be prepared to have some some long days Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and trying to get some Senate bills out of here. And this. This is the first time this session, correct me if I'm wrong, that they didn't set something for special order. I don't know about the first time, but it's been the first time in a long a time this session that they did not set a bill. They didn't set something up, probably because they've got to get through the calendar and they right. can't have some sort of extended debate next week more, if they want to get any of these bills out. More of the session in the Senate has had something on the special order calendar Absolutely. than not. I, I completely agree that. with you. You're yeah. very safe in saying that. Yeah. There's been a lot of extended debate yeah. about bills that they have wanted, you know, that have been priority. Yes. Um, for some senators, not all senators, but right. for some senators. 
Um, (laughs) But they, he, Senator Massey said that they expect they're coming in on Tuesday at two o'clock and they're just going to go through the calendar. Yeah, and they they passed over all the house bills that are on That's the right. calendar. That's right. That doesn't matter. They got they got another month. Yeah, for they're those. safe. They got yeah. plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but expect next week on the House and the Senate floor, not so much time in subcommittee or committee, more time on the floor moving through bills and getting those bills out so they can cross over. Got to get out. Got to get to the other side. That's right. Otherwise, you got to start over come January. Which I, it's hard to believe that January will be 2023 and it will be the start of a new two-year session. Why new, is that hard to believe? And, and listen, I, because I'm so young and time passes so fast. <laughs> um, another thing is that filing closed yesterday, I believe. Yes. Um, so Primary filing. Please, in general, the, in general. the, the general yeah, filing, sure. election yeah. filing closed yeah. yesterday. So um, please make sure I'll remind you again to go look. Um, and see who has filed in in the district that you live in to see who supports municipal government and who you would like to support, whether it's the incumbent or a challenger. I thought we were going to talk about that today. We were going to do like a special election edition. Okay. We're going to do that a another special, time. A yeah, special like maybe filing like, edition. Maybe next week we could do just like a midweek, hey, surprise. Oh, yeah. You a know? pop-up podcast. Like a pop- what if we did it like, at Walmart, not Walmart. No. Like, what if we did it at a coffee shop or something? It's too and people loud. could just sit around and because I'll tell you how too much ambient noise. Normal people don't really care about this. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we could. We'll do. Let's schedule that with our producer. Let's do a pop up election edition because I finished my spreadsheet and I'm kind of able to see, you know, what what it's kind of panning out. I think I think I said I shouted out to you earlier. I want to say there are 13 House members not running for re-election. Did That's I make all? that up? I thought there were more. Um, I think I made that up. But then there are others that are running against each other for seats because of redistricting. Well, so. uh, Mayan Schechter okay. from the state newspaper, the state newspaper tweeted, <laughs> tweeted out today that um, Representative Ann Thayer from Anderson has uh, announced that retiring – Representative William Cogswell is going to file to run for mayor of Charleston. How about that? Oh, so, Billy Cogswell. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That's very interesting to know. Yeah. We, Thank, thanks, Anthea, for we, making his campaign announcement. We'd, <laughs> we'd heard a little bit. We'd heard some rumblings to that effect. But, uh, yeah, she I guess she made it official today for him. How about um, that? Anything else, Scott, that we need to, to cover before we sign off for the day and the week and – do our start planning our pop up election edition? No, I think uh, the team did a did a good job this week. Uh, everybody is you know as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, we're getting getting down to the end. Everybody's That's getting right. a little harried. Uh, That's right. Patience sometimes getting- <laughs> wears a little thin. Right. You know, you're tired. You get a little tired of telling people the same, giving them the same answer that over and over. That is very true. But repetition is, is good. True. Repetition that is, is good. Um, Give a shout out to uh, Melissa Harrell on our staff. She uh, enjoyed her last day at the office today. She is riding off into retirement, and so we wish her all the best and enjoy her retirement uh, going forward. Congratulations so, to Melissa. Yeah, excited about that. Um, for I'd her. also like to give a shout out to Big Red Box baseball team and the Kicking Koalas soccer team. We've got games Friday and Saturday. The highlighters. Go Kicking Koalas! And yeah, well, our their jerseys are this bright yellow. And their opponents have been yelling at them, the highlighters, but 
were the kicking I like koalas. That. I like that. Um, name. and big red box. We play, I think, Friday night. I can't keep up with all these games. I, think, um, I can't remember one of Joshua's. It was either one of Joshua's or one of Abby's little soccer teams. I, I coached them, and we called it, they called themselves the Fire Ants. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it was funny. I like that. I yeah. love the names. You know, the, the baseball names are just your sponsor, yes. whether it's Midas yeah. or Big Red Box yeah. or Colliers or whoever. <laughs> um, but the, the soccer teams, the girls come up with their own, so it's like Lady Fire. And the Lady Stars and the blah, blah, blah. Well, now, I, okay, I didn't know Big Red Box was an actual sponsor. What is yes. that business? What roll are they Off do? Dumpsters. Oh. Big Red Box, yeah, Roll yeah. Off okay, Dumpsters. Yeah, of course. There's, there's, been a, there's been a game where I would call it a dumpster fire, but only one. The rest you of them have been the, really you close. took the words right out of my mouth. I was <laughs> trying to come up with a dumpster fire reference. Sounded like last week's game where you got beat, to, you know, pretty handily was a dumpster fire. Yeah, but last night we won sixteen to six. How you mm. like that? Mm. Mm. That's the mercy rule, right there. How you like that? Well, yeah, they were just like, all right, guys. What inning was it? The fifth. Okay, well, yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Um, as usual, everybody, I'm going to tell you exactly how to live your life. Uh, wash your hands. Drink plenty of water. Exercise regularly. Eat your vegetables. Um, wear a mask if you feel like you need to with the new variant. I don't think it is very widely, um, you know, seen in South Carolina. BA2. But, uh, BA2. Wear your mask indoors if you feel like you need to. Talk to your doctor about getting that second booster shot if you're over 50 or immunocompromised. I think BA2. Scott, you are over 50, so you qualify. <sighs> Again, never misses a chance. <laughs> You know, the BA2 is, as I understand it, the <laughs> the number one uh, variant in South Carolina right now. Is it really? Even though the numbers are, you know, super Yeah, low, they're not so. very, they're not very. Yeah, it's the BA2. I believe that's um, right. Use hand sanitizer or wash your hands with soap and water. Talk to your children's pediatrician about getting the your children vaccinated if that is what you choose to do. And please take care of yourselves and each other and come back and join us next week for another, maybe two editions of City Quick Connect podcast legislative edition. Yeah, we're not going to tell you. We're not going to tell you when that pop up's coming up. You just have to keep an eye out. It'll be for a it. surprise. Exactly. Thanks, everybody. Take care, and we'll see you next week. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.